Welcome to the Korea Pro podcast. I'm your host, Chung Min Kim, the editorial director of Korea Pro. And I'm John Lee, the editor of Korea Pro. Join us for our weekly 15 minute conversation as we dive deep into the most pressing stories shaping South Korea and dissect the most complicated ones for you. From politics to culture, technology to society, we've got you covered. We'll bring you insights, analysis, and expert perspectives to keep you informed and in the loop so that you can stay ahead of the curve and never be sidelined again. So get ready for a fresh perspective in South Korea's news. This is a Korea Pro podcast. Okay, let's get started. The final podcast episode of the year. Um, it's been an interesting week in domestic politics. What happened, John? Well, the former PPP leader, Lee Jun-suk, or Lee Jun-suk, decided to uh, quit the party officially for mm-hmm. once and start his <laughs> own party. Right. December 27th was the deadline that he gave President Yoon to change. What exactly was Lee asking Yoon to change? Well, that's the question, because <laughs> who the hell actually knows? Right. He's been telling the president to change, and he said the change needs to happen to the party, but he never really specified what needs to change. Right. Maybe it's because it's so difficult to figure out or choose what he needs to change on, but he could have been a little bit more specific on the needs if he was giving the ultimatum and the deadline, right? Well, that's most likely because he was giving Yoon a a fake choice. He was going to do this anyway. He was going to leave the party. He was kicked out of the party. And so he was going to leave it and start his own party anyway. He just wanted to be all dramatic about it. Right. He already, it seemed like he already set his mind on this going down this road, but it seemed like it was a strategy to make himself look a little bit more responsible and mature. But it sort of reminds me of how North Korea actually does that many, many times, including when, remember when um, North Korea said uh, they will give a deadline by Christmas for U.S. to change its hostile policy. But hostile policy, it's like a definition that always changes. So this is very similar that was going on this week. But it was not not only Lee Jun-suk this week, that was a major headline in domestic politics. Uh, what were some of the other things? Well, at the same time, uh, Han Dong-un was also uh, chosen to lead the People Power Party. And he was chosen, I think, a couple of days before Lee Jun-suk made his announcement. Mm. Who was Han Dong-un, Han Dong-un again? As Han Dong-un, as some of people, uh, our listeners might know, he was the justice minister until a few days ago. Mm-hmm. A very controversial figure who is a very close confidant to the president hated by the opposition Democratic Party, but, but loved by South Korean by party base. and conservative supporters as well. Right. There are there are actual fan clubs. That's there are actual fan mean. clubs that people who are comparing him to Lee Shin. It, it's a whole <laughs> thing. And so that probably robbed Lee Jun-suk a lot of his thunder. He mm. wanted to be the golden boy. He wanted to be the shining guy. But Han dong selection just kind of uh, rubbed that off from him. Right, go go out with a bang sort of thing. It didn't happen because Han dong took the thunder, stole the thunder. And also what's happening with uh, Democratic Party uh, lawmaker Lee Nagyeon, um, Lee Jun-suk has been, there were a few hints before about them allying, but is that happening or not? Well, we talked about uh, Lee Nagyeon a bit last week. Uh, I, I said last week that I don't get why he's doing it. He has no money, no friends, and he doesn't really have a lot of supporters, at least not a, not real parliamentary support. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he said that he was going to give his party an ultimatum, kick out uh, um, the current leader, Lee Jae-myung. But of course, that's not going to happen. And yeah. But even so, he's still the former prime minister, and it it would look 
the optics would not be great for Lee Jae-myung to pick a fight with a former party no. leader or prime minister. So they're trying to hash things out. But, you know, uh, there's a Korean saying, once you've pulled out your sword, you got to at least stab it, right? Yeah. Uh, but um, both men have their swords, swords drawn, but whether or not they can actually do anything about it, that's another thing to remains to be seen. Right. I guess one of the newer developments regarding the Democratic Party is that the three former prime ministers of the Democratic Party, it seems like they are creating this new partnership. Um, but but more like, let's not create a new party, but sort of try to figure out what's um, what's um, what could be a solution resolving this intra-party conflict. But more on that later. Um, it's um, it's end of year. And the, this political, domestic political news about the, the, the new leaders, potentially, is there any international um, implications of this for people who handle software portfolio here? It's hard to tell. Uh, right now, a, a lot of the leadership changes are just focused solely on domestic politics. The April elections are coming up and they're gearing up for that fight. Mm. Uh Right now, the split within the PPP is between Han Dong-un and Lee Jun-seok, and in the Democratic Party is between Lee Jae-myung and Lee Nak-yeon. Both of their supposed rogue factions are not that powerful, or at least not as powerful as they would appear or would like others to believe that they are. But that's just about it. It's all about domestic politics and domestic angling. Right. But I, I guess what might apply for international um, interest on this is that you remember, as many of the listeners might remember, the start of the presidential election uh, in 2022, was it? It feels like ages ago, uh, was uh, the South Korean politicians' views on feminism and a lot of social equality or just general um, issues on inclusivity and diversity. Uh, but Lee Jun-suk is not exactly a type of person who has a great stellar record with his remarks in this arena. What are, what are some of the things that he said that might continue as a trend, even if he becomes a new leader of a new party? Well, you are uh, quite, you've got quite the knack for understatement, uh, uh, saying <laughs> that he doesn't have a great track record uh, with women. <laughs> I'll uh, say bad track record. I, I stand corrected. Yeah. Uh, the man is uh, a misogynist. Mm. There, I said it. Sue yes. me. <laughs> well, he, it's also his fuel. Political resource as well. Because a lot of young men supported, used to support Lee Jun-suk for his um, remarks. Anti-feminist tirades, exactly. Right, and wanting to make it into actual South Korean policies. And a lot of international headlines um, zoomed in on uh, Lee Jun-suk supporting Yoon and advising Yoon on those policies. But like just looking back at this year, um, how did the South Korean government and, and Yoon actually do when it comes to these issues? Well... I think that's probably one of the reasons why Lee Jun-suk uh, was getting all pissy with the presidents, really. Mm. Uh, one of this, uh, one of Yoon's campaign pledges was to finally abolish the gender ministry when he became mm. president. Mm. But it's still there. Right. And also as in Korean, as it is. In, in Korean, the name is Yosongajokbu. So it's woman ministry. So a lot yes. of people have just bad, just see it as a bad connotation from some demographics like young men. Yes. Anyways, he didn't follow through on that pledge even after the Jamboree 
even after the jamboree fiasco even after the minister ran away from reporters to go into the women's bathroom <laughs> even with all of those optics yoon still has the ministry standing he has not abolished it mm. and i think that he will not be able to even if he really wanted to mm. so for whether it's fair or not because he allied himself with Eun Suk during the presidential election he was also painted as an anti-feminist mm. is he really an anti-feminist maybe maybe not but the results speak for themselves the ministry is still there right and also i don't think he really thought it through when he made remarks related to gender issues at first well there's right? a green statement about him not thinking things through <laughs> Well, listeners, if you are catching up on Korea per reading after the Christmas holidays, I have written uh, top 10 worst moments of South Korea, and it includes uh, the president's off-the-cuff remarks, if you want to check it out. Um, and believe but... it or not, I'm writing about his best moments. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. <laughs> what? Well, but, but you chose the 10 best moments, right? Nah. <laughs> Well, we have other end-of-year features lined up, so check it out. And if you're not a subscriber yet, uh, go to koreapro.org, and there are uh, ARN subscription discounts going on. Uh, let's uh, let's take a step back from all the domestic politics, uh, the international implications. We will see them months later on. There were a few things that was going on uh, with some of the uh, trade partners, including Russia. Uh, what was going on there, John? What South Korea did a few days ago was to expand the list of its export restrictions to Russia. Mm. Now, what South Korea said was that some of these uh, export products uh, has a potential for dual use and military purposes. Mm. And so if I recall the numbers correctly, there were 682 additional items that would require special permission from mm. Seoul to export it to Russia. And so after this announcement was made, um, uh, the Russian foreign minister spokesperson Maria Zakharova said in an interview with Reuters that South Korea should not be surprised if Moscow retaliates. And I believe that the word that she used was symmetrical. Mm. She said that Russia's retaliation will not necessarily be symmetrical. And that was all she said. She didn't really dive into specifics. Uh, so, so that's a very military rhetoric. Right, uh, over proportionate measure. One of the well, the word that is typically used in this context is uh, reciprocity. Mm -mm. But they, they didn't go with this word. They went with the word symmetrical. Was it deliberate? I don't know. Mm. But yes, it does have a slightly more uh, military connotation than reciprocal would have had. Right. It's it's interesting, especially, um, I guess, this episode's podcast episode's running theme is vagueness in the statements. It's also very vague, the retaliation statement. Sure. Uh, uh, but we have to remember, and this was an analysis that uh, we published some weeks ago, uh, that about South Korea's energy reliance on Russia. Uh, despite the international sanctions, and although South Korea has not been purchasing Russian oil, mm. South Korea has been purchasing a lot of Russian coal, Russian uranium, Russian wood pellets, and this will most likely play a significant role into any type of uh, Russian retaliation. Mm. Unlock the full Korea Pro experience by joining our community and taking advantage of our Black Friday deal and friend referral program. Stay informed, stay ahead, and never miss a beat in Korean affairs that matter. Subscribe today and transform the way you understand Korea. All right, week ahead. Uh, Happy New Year, everyone. It will be uh, January 1st uh, next 
week. I hope you have your New Year's resolutions lined up. I didn't yet. Did you, John? I never do that. I break it anyway. <laughs> But yeah, well, uh... New Year's resolution is for breaking. It's sort of like politicians' pledges. Uh, but but um, more serious notes, next week, um, there is no particular diplomatic engagement that's planned in South Korea, uh, at least not that I know of. Um, there are a few uh, finance ministry data that's coming out that was supposed to be this week's but because of holidays it seems they were postponed to next week uh some of them and there are a few yearly uh statistics coming out of statistics korea related to demographics um, and also probably youth unemployment issues as well that you will be able to see next week all right i guess that's it happy new year everybody we will see you in 2024 Happy New Year, everyone, and 새해 복 많이 받으세요. And that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's discussion. If you want to know more, sign up for our daily executive briefings that will give you all the most important news of the day in a succinct manner in your inboxes. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for your weekly dose of insight. And until next time, I'm Jungmin Kim. And I'm John Lee. Stay connected, stay informed, and we'll see you next week on the Korea Pro Podcast.